episode 70 premiere pep talk podcast what's going on what's up brian how you doing man ready to get things going for match day two match week two gonna be a big one we got some exciting matchups um very very good games this weekend however there was a midweek game this weekend that involved manchester city for the super cup against sevilla and that's another cup in the bag for man city speak on it loved it Give me some more of it. Tight cheek moments. We were nervy. Defense looked suspect. Broke down. Ederson, I'm rocking your kit today because, my God, do you show up for cup finals. Getting it done. Love it. I'm I'm fully embracing uh, these moments right now. Uh, obviously, you never want to lose, but I would have been okay with the loss, even though it would have hurt a little bit knowing that, that you know, we missed on something. It's a big deal for us, right? It's our first Champions League. It's our first time representing uh, the U, the the UEFA side on the Super Cup, and um, it's it's dope. You know, you got to roll with it. And uh, we we looked suspect, but um, we move uh, right now. It's, it's not. It's early in the season. Can't be caught up with that tough situation in Greece. You know, with the temperature and everything. But um, we play Saturday. You know, Prem didn't give us any 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 uh, uh, help with the fixtures. Um, they're known to kind of be dicks about that to certain clubs and certain things. And so, yeah, I'm stoked about it, though. I'm stoked about the win. Uh, got it in penalties and uh, we move. Yeah, tough one. Tough one coming up mm-hmm. Saturday, too. Um, I watched a little bit of a game. I, I thought it was kind of a boring game, to be honest. I think Sevilla probably deserved the win. Um, mm-hmm. They were better. Couldn't finish, though. And that's part of the game. You can't yeah. finish. You can't take the cup. Um, yeah, that's about it. I, I really didn't, nothing really stood out for me. Yeah. It was just kind of a eh, Man City performance, but you still got it done in the end. Yeah. I, I watched the first half twice yesterday live, and then I watched the first half again today. Um, I watched the second half once, you know, Ake had some great opportunities to, to put us up, you know, that, that, that keeper Bono did his job and, um, he was impressive. Madrid was um, looking at him, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was on the list. Uh, I think he, he was on the list for them even before Courtois got hurt just because kind of the drama thing that was going on. I think Madrid fans were actually saying because they weren't trying to hype that up too much because uh, he was on the list already for them. Uh, but then, obviously, they decided to go with Kepa out of nowhere. Um, but, yeah, so uh, I hear the boring thing. You know, I, I hear a lot of people saying that. Um, I thought Sevilla for – all intents and purposes, when they had the ball, they were good. Uh, they, they were really, really good. Um, the, the, the beautiful cross and, and header that was scored, <laughs> I mean, perfect placement. There's not much you can do about that. They had opportunities one-on-one with with who I think right now is the greatest keeper in the world, and Ederson. I mean, the man in clutch moments right now, the timing on the on the runouts, it's been great. So I was just so impressed with with Ederson. Fully back my guy right now. He saved us. Uh, Sevilla looked good. You know we're we're choppy right now in the offense. We're choppy, and we got to we got to clean that up. Um, we tried some different shit too, and that's the other thing. Pep Madman. Pep Madman. A Kanji within the, within not even a minute on the clock. We see a Kanji move up to that stones roll. Uh, where we line up in a back four, but when we start attacking, we we slide in uh, a kanji to do the midfield work. I mean, there were 
moments where he was running to the byline to be able to get a ball because he was the perfect midfielder in that role. And then he would try to, you know, cross it back into to Holland or somebody. It, it's crazy to think that we're, we're doing this, but Pep mad bastard right now. Uh, the second half, I think, was a better indicator of how Joskal would look uh, in the Prem and, and in most games because we we had more dominant possession. Um, we He started to make triangles, really start to get the passing right. Uh, for as great as Nathan Ake has been defensively, he hasn't really been that at the center back position. He's been that on more on the left side of a three back or left back really taking on Saka or taking on other major wingers. So, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, yeah, they didn't have stones and Diaz, but Ake's solid and Akanji's solid. And it's like, yeah, they are. There's no doubt, but let's just, let's call it for what it is in, in the roles that they are. If you watch city, Akanji does not play that role typically, literally his first time doing that yesterday in the super cup. And then again, from the left side perspective, we're going to have to clean up that cross and we're going to have to between Ake and Joskow, but I don't think that's what the system is going to be in situations later on. I think it's, we really tried to do something different. Pep again, testing the waters, doing wild shit. Um, and we panned out in pens five for five in pens when we obviously botched against Arsenal in the community shield. So yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of, but you know, it is again, we move right now because this, this, this next weekend is going to be the, the bee's knees, right? That's, that's where everything is. And more importantly, and that should be the segment into our week two preview. Yes. Very interesting games. Your team's involved in one. We got hey, Spurs versus man United at hey, Tottenham Hotspurs stadium. <clears throat> Some other interesting games, palace arsenal at Selhurst. Uh, West Ham, Chelsea at the London Stadium. So, yeah, we got a lot of good ones this weekend, but we start off with a stinker on Friday. Stinker. Nottingham Forest versus Sheffield United. Mm -hmm. Nottingham Forest trying to make a good signing today, mm -hmm. trying to sign Yusef Havana from Monaco, a player that we've uh, talked about on this mm -hmm. podcast, looking looking like a very, very good box-to-box -box type midfielder, 24 years old, 35 million plus add-ons is, is the number to try to get it done at. I think that'd be a great signing for Forrest. And it just goes to show you the Premier League is the best league in the world. You got bottom of the bottom half of the table, Nottingham Forest, bringing in players like Yusef Fafana. Best league in the world, hands down. Easily, easily, Brian. And if you go back, I'll even tell you uh, to even reinforce your point. There was at one point last summer when not when Forrest got brought up that City were in on a player. I'm going to state the player's name. I'll, let's see if you can guess them. Both City and Forrest were in on this player. This player was highly coveted when he left this La Liga team. He plays a defensive position. City obviously wanting to fill this void, thought could, it could be a good fit. And then I see City rumors dying down on this player, and I'm thinking, what's going on? Only for him to sign to Forest, and immediately I thought to myself, that player is going to Forest. He's definitely way more talented for that. He's a defender. Can you name this player? Yeah, the guy from Atletico Madrid. I can't think of his name right now. Exactly right. See, this is where you need to be playing FIFA, my guy. Good segue to the point that we're uh, going to be dropping that next month. Already pre-ordered my EAFC. Yeah, you're pre -order. yeah, you're not. You're not. I am. I just haven't yet. Oh yeah, yeah I got you. I got you. Yeah, I, I think it's worth the pre-order if you're going to do Ultimate Team. Yeah, but the player we're thinking of is Brazilian. Last hint. 
Yeah, I know who it is. I just can't think of his name right now. Uh, Renan Lodi. Lodi, yeah, yeah. From Atletico, right? Exactly. No, yeah. you're spot on with everything else. Yeah, thought, thought the hints were going to give it to you. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right, man. The Premier League is the best league in the world because they get top to bottom. We have clubs that are really going for it. The money's there, right? You can make a strong argument that a naysayer right now would say, well, all it is, it's the money. It's the money that allows for us to do this. Well, why is the money there? Why do people want to watch the Premier League in comparison? If you go back to the money, it goes to the viewers. It goes to the fact that, that the world right now is watching what was, without a shot of the doubt, the best league in the world. Top to bottom, there are clubs in there that on any given match day can find a way to get themselves a result. And you can't say the same in La Liga. You can definitively say that you can't say the same in Bundesliga. And I think we all know how you feel on Syria. Eh. Syria. <laughs> so yeah you're spot on you're spot on it's a great league great move uh uh prospect for them uh you've seen them more because what uh monaco played uh arsenal right so you had a chance to see fofana recently yeah and a friendly uh he bossed the midfield looked really oh, good baller. baller baller yeah it looks oh. like a good player yeah i'm interested to see if he gets himself uh acclimated early enough to play this weekend um but either way i'm kind of picking a certain club, if I'm honest. What's your pick? Let's breeze past this one. Sheffield United. Um, no excitement about that team whatsoever. Nottingham Forest. Go ahead. You make the first pick. Who won the picks last week? You never covered that. We didn't, but I can give it to you <clears throat> right now. Your yeah, boy, yeah, let's do it. Your boy won by a point. Eight to seven. Yeah, the goal what? scorers for you. Did it. Did it. Did it. That's the two points. That was pathetic. Very well, you know, you can't be mad well, about Martin, Martin. Fucked me. That exactly. Rat. That was the one. Marcus Rashford doing the goose egg, Casper the friendly ghost uh, at his own stadium. Uh, you're kind of suspect there, Rashford. Maybe there's no chemistry moving forward for you two. I can only hope, but keep picking them, please. Um, Trossard could have done something for me, but I didn't need it from a goal perspective. My boy, Jao Pedro, who is going to be a slight little favorite of a guy for me all year long coming through first match week. But Brian, you were more spot on with me than the points overall for the games. You actually had seven points from scores. I only had six. You got right. Um, the one that you got right and I didn't was Newcastle Villa. I predicted a 3-3 draw. You actually got Newcastle correct. So you got a point there. Uh, but then the 1-1 draw for Spurs and Brentford got you and it got me because Brentford hoed me. Uh, but ultimately, it came down to the goal scorers. I ended up with a one-point advantage, 8-7, to seven, going into match day two. All right. So starts off close, just like it ended last year. Mm -hmm. Make the first pick since you won last week. 2-1 to one Forest. And Sheffield is lucky I'm giving them one only because I still think Forest is still not there, but I'm only also going with the fact that Arsenal kind of had to give them a run last week and Forrest just dealing off that competition. I think they'll be a little bit more prepared. I'm going two to one Forrest. I'm not giving Sheffield anything. Two zero Forrest. <laughs> That's a good shout. Will you watch this game? No. Well, yes, I lied. In the background, I will watch this game because I work Friday. So I will, I will actually with have one eye. Yeah. One eye watch. Yeah, one I watched. That's a perfect way to put, put it. Exactly. All right. Let's go to the Saturday games. Uh, I think we mentioned it on the other podcast. Luton Town's game is suspended, so we have Luton Town and Burnley not on the schedule this week. So there's no early, early games on Saturday. 
So the first game is a 10 a.m. Eastern American time game, and that is between Fulham and Brentford. Very interesting game. Two teams that definitely were very good last year. Fulham unexpectedly, Brentford, you know, having another good season uh, after their first season back in the Prem. Both Ivan Tony and Mitrovic probably be out. Mitrovic's move is almost pretty much done. I don't think he'll be playing. Um, and yeah. It should be an interesting one. We're going to really see in this game if these two teams are going to kick on from last year. You know, which which of these teams are. I think both of them are going to struggle a little bit, to be honest. I think there was overachieving. They've lost some key players, both teams. So I expect a little bit of a downturn. In this game, though, it makes for a draw. Ooh. A nice, nice draw. I'm going Fulham 1, Brentford 1. Oh, I was going back to see for the recorders. That's your first draw. Both of us picked draws in the first week. Uh, okay, yeah. so your so your draw is what again? One 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 one. Got it. You know, both of these clubs. I think you hit the nail on the head. Who's going to be able to kind of keep the momentum from last year and build off of it, right? I think Brentford showed opportunities and flashes, I should say, flashes in that first week. Lack of consistency. Is this going to be two weeks in a row where we're asking themselves the clinical finishing of a Sir Ivan Tony and Mr. Bet.com himself? Are we missing him that much? I think just off, off the cuff, I think they have the attacking power to get past Fulham. I'm going another two to one, and it's going to be to Brentford. Away, too. At the cottage. At the cottage. Um, yeah, I think it's a good pick, but um, yeah, hopefully it's a good game at least. You know, Agreed. hopefully it's at least a good game. Next one Liverpool Ooh. versus Burnmouth at Anfield. Um, Liverpool finally signed a DM. There you go. 30 year old DM called Endo. <laughs> they went from Enzo to Endo. <laughs> Times are tough at Anfield. Um, yeah, a thirty-year-old DM they're bringing in. Also looking at Decore, mm-hmm. they really, really their targets really took a huge drop. Sure they're did. Really talking themselves into this Decore being as good as Caicedo and Lavia <laughs> and all that. Why well, I like Decore is levels to this game, baby. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think with all that said, there's a pretty easy game for Liverpool. At Anfield, this was at Burnmouth. I might might pick this a little different, or at least a little closer. But it's at Anfield. Their fans are going to be hyped. There's going to be a lot of FSG out, possibly. You never know. You never know. But I'm going three. No, I'm going four one Liverpool. Okay, so your answer in itself took away the first prop bet of the year I wanted to offer to you, sir. Let's do it. It's home. It's Anfield. You're spot on with the FSG out. I think we're going to get that. But the main thing we've been targeting with this pool team is that defense and the lack of any sort of just consistency and kind of just getting back to their champions league ways right the way they kind of 
got to those Madrid teams and got be able to, to kind of really get deep into the into the season uh, far in the tournaments. Over or under on a particular shots on goal, not target, just shots on goal for Bournemouth. Do you want to go on over or under on shots on goal? Yeah, what's the number? Well, I'm looking at the odds for this game. Not on target, just on goal. Just on goal, not on target. Just just shots at the keeper. And I am comfortable because I am going to do a quick Google search. Now I can't talk. What do you think about the number five and a half shots on goal? Good. You good with that? Mm-hmm. Okay. What if I gave you an over or under on three and a half goals for the game? Which is what the number is for Vegas right now. So what are you picking for shots on goal? Over or under? I'm going to go under for Bournemouth. Okay. I'll take the over. Um, <clears throat> goals overall. I mean, I picked four to one, so I'll take anything over. Okay. We're both, you're both going, you're going over on the both, right? Yep. I'll go over on both. What's the number though? Uh, for which one? Goals in general. For my personal pick or the number that we're going off of? The one we're betting on. The bill we're betting on is three and a half. Oh, yeah. I'll go over. Yeah. Because you have four to one. Four to one. And yeah. what's your prediction? I'm going three now. Okay. So we're just under. Pool. Yep. Just under. You're taking a goal score. You gave me first pick. I give you first goal score. I'll take Salah again. I'm going to double down. You're going double down on him. <laughs> I don't think he'll let me down twice. Okay. I love it. I love He's going to score at home. I love it. Tie right now. Okay. 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 Salah. All right. I'm going to stay away from this game. I'm going to stay away from pool for a week. Let me see it, how it opens up at home. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like the prop bets. All right, let's go to the next one. Wolves, who had a very, very good opening game at Old Trafford, playing the hot Brighton. This should be an interesting one. We will see if Wolves at the Molyneux can carry on from that performance at Old Trafford, or was that down to, man, you just playing stinky, stinky ball. Um, honestly, I think it's more down to that. I'm not riding this Wolves wave. I think it's a one-off game that we're not going to really care about when the season's done. Um, yeah. What do you think? I mean, look, Brighton are a better team, and Wolves can try to take it to them, but I think Brighton are just going to really dominate this game. This is the wrong game to kind of judge what they did against United. I will say if they get any sort of momentum and make this interesting, we got to scratch our heads about these opening opponents they have and how they were able to do this because both of these are top top clubs so i'm more of an uh burn me the second time let me see it two two in a row and then i'll believe you i'll doubt it 
I'm going to stay doubting it because I don't think you really got it like that. I think United are just that piss poor mentality wise that when you have a fucking home opener, you can't take care of fucking business. I think it's more of that as opposed to them being an actual reality to anything solidified that can take on top six teams. So I got a Brighton big, big victory. Uh, why don't you go ahead and get the score first for you? Um, I'm not going big. I think it'll be a tightly contested game. A lot of missed chances. Probably from both teams, to be fair. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it'll be a two to one Brighton win. Wow, you kind of edged this out. Yeah, I think it'll be one of those convincing two zeros where, yeah, you like know, they, they, they weren't really worried at any point, but yeah. kind of like how Arsenal was against Nottingham Forest. They dominate, but the scoreline shows that it was closer than it really was. Perfect. Perfect game for a three to one. Let me walk you through it. You get yourself a little bit of a Mr. Mamatoma. Get you a little bit of Mamatoma, which I'm going to go ahead and take as a goal scorer. You open up with a little bit of that. You're going to get your you're going to get yourself a a, a, a great just solid overall victory and then towards the end of the second half you're gonna give up a little fart stinker of a goal three to one brighton over wolves all right so this is the uh the afternoon games in saturday late late night in you uh the uk first one very very interesting tottenham hotspur at home taking on manchester united this is an interesting game, and it's a huge clash of styles. The counterpuncher playing the knockout artist. When I say knockout artist, I don't mean they're going to knock you out, but they are going to attack, attack, attack. This new Ange Postacoglu ball where you saw Romero or Davidson Sanchez and, and Mickey can't defend. Um, on an island, you on an island, that guy's name, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's gonna be another bust. You saw them on an island in that game, and Brentford, wow, they only got the draw. They had a lot of shots on goal, a lot of shots on goal. Probably should have walked out of there with a W. Some bunnies missed. Now, Manchester United have no problem sitting back and countering. So, who wins that battle? Are you going to go with the top, the, the, the very, very attacking style of Angebo, or are you going to go with the counterattacking style of Eric Ten Hag? I'm, I'm just not buying into this, this, yeah. this attack yet for, for Spurs. I think people are very, very hyped on it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I saw Richarlison do absolutely nothing. Kulisevsky do absolutely nothing. Son do absolutely nothing. Madison Basuma had good games. Everybody else on that pitch, besides maybe Udagi, Destiny, whatever that guy's name is, yeah, everybody else was bang average. Bang average. So they're all hyped up over a draw. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, you you are looking at this at a, a lot more detailed of a look. I mean, you, you have really gotten into the bee's knees of this. If I were to like look at this as an image and you looking at like the like the center of it, if I were to just kind of push down and scroll away and kind of look at the greater image, you're you're basically asking me right now if I think Angeball in match day two of his career is gonna make himself get a statement win 
at home against a, a huge, huge, historically huge club. Because they're shit now, but an historically good club. I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't I don't see it. But I sure as fuck want it. Because I hate United. But I also hate Tottenham. Logically, it doesn't make sense. I think it's going to be a little bit of a reality. I think, for the most part, yeah, I got to say it. I think United are just a little bit more cleaned up and polished than Tottenham. And this could be a huge reality that, Ange Ball, if you just want to try to keep attacking with Mr. The only two left back there are Can't Defend and uh, Davis and Sancho, Sanchez, oh my gosh, good fucking luck. I mean, I'm sorry. I hate both clubs, but if it's two on two with Bruno and Rashford on the counter, I'm taking those two over those other two nimwits. So, yeah, I actually think United are gonna gonna get gonna get this one. What's the score? This one will be two to one United. I agree with you. I think I think when they counter, they're they're pretty good at the counter. Um, the key to this game for me is Rashford must start on the left. He he is he is not a good striker, and while him at striker could work because all he does as a striker is just try to run behind defenders, so it still could work. But I no, still rather it. have him on the left. Yeah, you put him on that left. Is this where we might see Sancho in the false nine? Because we saw that in preseason. I don't know about Martial's health, but one thing about Martial. If you have to guess if he's healthy, he's probably not. So, um, <laughs> Brian yeah. Matthew, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, <laughs> I was never healthy. So, never. I'm gonna probably say he goes with Sancho at the false nine, just so they can have Rashford at his best position, which is left wing. I actually think Mason Mount will do a lot better in this game. People will be hyped on him. I think he could even score a goal. I'm not gonna pick him, but Ballsy. Um, I think I think this game is is suited for Man United. I'm just not buying this. Oh, Tottenham's back. They're gonna do all this. I saw I saw. Well, I did see a lot of good patterns of play. At the end of the day, I don't believe in any of those forwards anymore. That includes Son. He's been terrible now for 13 months. He looks old. He looks old. He stunk in the World Cup. He, he did. Just, he just doesn't look good. And um, I don't believe in any of them except James Madison, who I am going to take for my goal scorer. Second, I'm taking him. I believe in Madison. I think he'll get a goal in his home debut. That'll gas up the Tottenham Hotspur fans. And it will be a goal and a loss. 3-1 Manchester United. Three. No, I think it'll be a goal in open play. Um, Yeah, I just think, think they'll get hit on the counter. If Brentford got a lot of chances, man, you were going to get them. And, man, you scored one goal last weekend. So I'm sure they're going to get on the score sheet this week, even though not the best attack. But I think they played some of their best ball last year when they were countering. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll go with that. 3-1. I think they're going to be so open, Tottenham. No, I think this is. Not. I think this is a bad matchup for Tottenham. I got to be honest. You're they can counter. I mean, there's not many better countering teams. Giving that ball to Bruno in open space. Mm-hmm. That's that's when he's at his best. It really is picking apart those through balls. So yeah, it really is. I think yeah. yeah I, I can even see Bruno scoring. See the other, the the other thing about this that really bothers me. If you really think about it, will Wolves will Wolves that good defensively that stop them from scoring? 
is Jose saw that good of a keeper to where he had an outstanding performance last week? No. Can you think of times where like United missed bunnies and you can say, no, this week they'll, they'll make those bunnies. Those, you know, that you, you can't, I'm trying to justify where this potential of finishing, I'm trying to justify how this offense was good enough playing wolves at fucking home on match day one to where we can justify three goals. Now here I am with two goals for him, but I, I don't know. All right, go ahead and slam my pick, why don't you? Jesus whoa. Christ! Whoa, no. whoa, coming no. at me, coming at me, bro. <laughs> what I'm, what I'm hearing, and this is where I say you're not wrong. I have an answer for it, but yeah, finish, finish your it's, point. It's really more of that much l- lack of trust and emphasis on this Ange ball. I think it yeah. really is the fact that this guy is caught butt naked out there, and you're probably you're probably getting Rashford and Bruno. I think it's that combination that gets on the run. Because I'm telling you right now, if I saw, if I see another half an hour or an hour of a match for United and Luke Shaw and, and uh, Juan Bissaka look like the most lethal attacking <laughs> threats, I'm asking myself questions, man. I'm asking myself questions. So I don't know. I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. You're definitely not wrong. It's t- it's it's that it could be that slap moment for Big Ange, right? It could be that slap in the face moment. They'll, they'll be fired up if they get this dub. They really will. Oh God, if they get, it'll give dub. them a false sense of hope, which oh, won't be a bad thing. Mud um, of the week's incoming if if they get a dub out of this. But but here's the difference in the Man U game uh, against Wolves and the, the one this weekend. Last week, I think they were almost arrogant in their tactics. They just pretty much said, we're going to put Casemiro on an island. Seriously, we're going to put him on an island, and he's going to be able to handle their midfield. And we saw very quickly that wasn't the case. Wolves' midfield was very good. They they push forward more than they usually do. They were very arrogant, just leaving Casemiro all alone. If you see the heat maps, Casemiro was one one against five in almost every every pattern of play. So – they're not going to do that again. At least I don't think they will. I don't. I the thing about that I liked about Ten Hag last year is he was very flexible with his tactics. Mm-hmm. He would do one thing one week, and then another week he would he would oh we're going to be a little more attacking. Or this week, you know what? We're going to sit back and hit him on the counter. Mm-hmm. I think I think this week they're going to have a whole different setup. That's why I'm saying Sancho false nine, Rashford back on the wing, and they're going to counter. You might even see Erickson back in there just to give some more defensive uh, cover for Casemiro. But yeah. we'll see. Maybe just they'll bring Mount back. But they're gonna they're gonna play a whole different style this week. I really believe that, and I think that style will suit will suit um, Manchester United because I just I saw so and and we're talking about Mbwemu and fucking Wissa. You know these yeah. guys. Yeah. It's a big difference. You know, as much as we make fun of Bruno, what a clown he can be. He's a quality player at times. I oh, think yeah, this yeah. is a this is a game for him to. He didn't do shit last week, so he'll probably he's one of those players where he can be totally taken out of the game, and then next week he's he's got a goal and two assists. Yeah. So I, that's how I see it. I just think Ken Hag was a little arrogant. Home against Wolves. Wolves are trash. Let's yeah. just put Casemiro on an island. We're gonna do whatever we want in this game, yeah. and it's yeah. gonna be a fun party homecoming. And it didn't <laughs> happen. I don't think he'll do that again. Yeah. No, you're you're spot on because I can definitely see the fact that they went out there and were like, no, Casemiro can handle who this Lamina? Who? Yeah. Who are these Matthias? No, we're fine. We can be able to handle this. And Cunha and Nunez started cooking. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, it's just it's shameful. But yeah, you're right to, to to your point. He was flexible last year. I have to as a hater. I watch the game. And it's not a hating fact or a positive fact towards any club. When you watch their club and you see tactics, you have to be able to acknowledge what is facts and facts are. He switched his line. He was mu- very much an amoeba last year. I mean, the, the, how they were to press, how I mean, he approached City two different ways. And th- that's clear as day. Uh, no more example you need to know as to how his tactics go and, and the diversity in it. But I just, I just laugh at the fact that they're arrogant over Wolves and match day fucking <laughs> bunch of yeah. ass. And the fact that it's at Tottenham too, they'll have no problem playing counter ball. They'll yeah. have no problem doing it on the road. Yeah. They'll probably yeah. be happy doing it. They'll invite it. So, um, yeah. yeah, it should be interesting though. Um, I already told my fiance, I'm watching ball all fucking day. From from 10 a.m. until Messi in the Cup final at 8:30 p.m. or whenever that is, 9 p.m. Yeah. So it's it's a it's ball day all ball. fucking day. I'm not moving. Facts. Full day of ball. Full day of ball. Because the next game we got is a doozy. Another doozy. Back to back doozies. Double doos. A, bu- a double doos. We'll call it. Double decker of doozies. Double decker of doozy. Uh, at the Etihad. Newcastle United is coming to town. I think this is such a trap game for Manchester City in the sense that you go away to Burnley, first game of the week. You go to fucking Greece, midweek, Wednesday, and then you come home for your beautiful homecoming Mm -hmm. against Newcastle United, who had a great time in their opening game last week, slapping up Villa 5-1. If they're not going to be confident in going into this one, they never will be confident. Oh, yeah. Trust me, they will be oozing confidence going to this one. They will know, hey, short week for City. Just came back from Greece on Thursday. Boom. Now they got to play us two days later, Saturday game. Pep's fuming about the time of this game. I think yeah. it's such a good spot for Newcastle. What do you think as a City fan? Oh, I'm nervy. Oh, I'm nervy. This is the one. This is the one to where we can get the dose of reality, right? We know that we're going to lose. It's going to happen. We're not going invincible. We're not going to, you know, be able to deal with the levels of, 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 uh, consistency all throughout this season and everyone anticipates all oh, the pundits are reading how the season was last year and knowing how we do quiet softer you know they drop points early in the year but they get things done in the business end of the season what I, I, and i say this from a personal coach who who went through series of competitions and knowing how to strategize for a conference tournament and and do or die scenarios but cheek t- clinch moments throughout the season help you in that end of season run and you need it early on to be able to know to test the fortitude of the Mateo Kovacic's of the Josko Cavardiol's of even the Cole Palmer's god that guy's value's gone up speaking of a beautiful name like Cole these younger players that are on this squad that while have been here with us have tasted it have get an understanding of it you have to play in it yourself in those tight clinch moments because pep the world everyone needs to see how you can handle those and that's why we're good end of season because throughout the business end when before we get there we have proof cemented in the changes while growing pains yes dropping points we solidify it because we get the run in we get the regimen we practice we do the things that are getting us there for the end goal um 
this is a tight cheek moment that I think potentially we can lose because it's got all the narrative for us to just get an absolute stinker rainy day moment. Shit on the fact that we bring the trouble home. Shit on the fact. Oh, reminder number 18. Shit on the fact that we are just bringing everything back. It's the first time in front of our fans since that trouble moment. Uh, reminder number 19. And so we know now that. We're going into it not with a Burnley, not with a walk, not with a cake of a team, you know, like a West Ham, you know, like a like a like a Fulham or a Wolves even, because we'd handle fucking business on week one against Wolves at home. That's all I'd fucking say. But it really, to me, comes down to the defense. And I think we are shaky. We're gonna give up goals. They are lethal. They are lethal. They are, there's no better time for Newcastle to come into the Etihad and handle business. Uh, my oil brethren, alhamdulillah, I pray for their best witches and good fortune to them all season long. Uh, may, may the oil rain on you and douse you in good fortune and health um, and, and good prosper until you come across our great club as well. Um, to all my Sheik brothers and sisters out there, uh, I I will say to this, a four to three win. I say a four to three win. For who? Fuck. I'm never going against my club. Manchester City gonna pull this fucking bitch out. Four to three. Yeah, I keep going back and forth between draw and Newcastle pull pull it off. Um Everything just says that Newcastle will win this for me. Yeah. It's no disrespect to City. Slow starters. Didn't yeah. look good midweek. Mm-hmm. Game at the turf more. Then four days later, game in Greece. Mm-hmm. Then two days later, playing a very, very electric Newcastle who are just going to press. And they got a good defense. And they got Isak who's on fire. They can bring yeah. in Callan Wilson and Harvey Barnes off the bench. It's just looking like a very good team. Bringing in Lewis Hall today. That's a good signing for them. I'm a fan of Lewis Hall. Yeah, he's um, good. So it just looks like a team that's just very, very smart right now. And it's a perfect spot. It's a mm-hmm. very, very perfect spot. And I'm sure they know it, just like we do. Um, I, I'm going 3-2 Newcastle. I hear it. I hear it. I rate it. And I... Don't doubt it. <laughs> I'm nervous about it. I am nervous about it. I yeah. don't see myself picking against City much this year, but I think if you're going to pick against them, this this is a very very good game to pick against them. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is for sure. Completely agree with that. Goal scores, other than my Matoma. Okay, you got to pick another one because I'm on two. You are on two. Julian Alvarez is questionable. Holland did me right last week. Does Phil or Jack start? A lot of talk about Jack again. I think Jack gets on the board this week. I don't know if I really want to pick him. Yeah, I'm going to back my boy. Let's do it. I got Jack Grealish getting himself a goal. Grealish with the goal. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, it should be an exciting one. Like I said, the back-to-back with United, Spurs, City, Newcastle. That's a, that's a nice four or five hours right there. Very, very nice. And that will end out the day for Saturday. And now we go to the Sunday games. Aston Villa, their homecoming, will be against Everton this week. And um, you got to you gotta favor Villa in here. They're not going to want to start off 0-2 after the slapping they received last week at Newcastle. So I'm favoring a nice win for them. It's going to be parked the bucks, the bus settings for Everton. So I don't think it'll be, you know, they lost their their their, their number 10, Buendia, mm-hmm. the guy who's going to unlock defenses. Uh, they brought in uh, Zanolo from, from Roma. Uh, good player, good player. But I'm sure he's not going to start in this one. So sure. I think they will win. I just don't think it'll be very high scoring. I think it'll be a a two nothing Villa win. That's a good shout. That's a really good shout. I was gonna go. I don't see Everton doing anything offensively here. Um, two nothing Villa is a really good shout. I'm gonna go one nothing. I think that that broken down uh, park the bus is gonna be somewhat effective. But Villa are gonna come through somehow. Definitely not touching goal scores for Villa, though. Definitely no. not touching goal scores. What about I don't, your boy I don't... Ollie? You named your son after him. Come on. Surely did not <laughs> name my son after Ollie Watkins, for fuck's sake. Sure. Uh, absolutely. T- 10,000%. Uh, <laughs> you know, here's the thing about Ollie Watkins. And so this fucker, you know, does something consistency. Um, does does something every week and keeps it going. He starts. He gets a lot of minutes. But I, I got to see, see the execution this year. This year, two weeks. I mean, this is the second week. Come on. Like, the first week was kind of suspect. That was a great moment for you. Great, great, great potential season starter for you. So I'm a little bothered by it. I don't know who's going to who's gonna get it, but I know it's coming for him because Everton are that much of the dark arts that I don't favor it. So 1-0 Villa. Fuck off to both of these clubs, actually. Unai, I'm pissed <laughs> off at you about this week, man. Pissed off at you. Didn't show up for shit. He's angry. Is Villa going to be the new West Ham of last year? You were very angry, though. <laughs> I am. I am. I am. Look, you know, you you had moments. You had moments in that game. You know, Diaby comes in. He, he he looks good. I mean, you shit the bed. You shit the bed. And part of this right now on why I'm so tight-cheeked is because there was expectations for you going into the season. And because Newcastle do what they did and slap you, I'm in a situation where I'm even more tight-cheeked. If it was a 3-3 draw like I had predicted, I still would be tight-cheeked, but I'm not as tight-cheeked. I am hellaciously tight-cheeked now because I thought Villa were going to be something, and they got slapped last week. So here I am questioning everything about Villa. Questions are going to be asked, baby. Yeah, so that should be a good one. Another decent game after that will be West Ham making a (laughs) home debut. You're, you're an I favorite team. Still, still a fan favorite. West Ham um, taking on Chelsea with the new hundred million dollar boy probably making his debut. He's, yeah, he plays. He plays. He starts hundred percent. You think he starts? Mm-hmm. They did it with Enzo last year. They brought him in first game starting. Hey, hey. I think they did it with Mudrick as well. So, yeah, he's starting. I'm going to give you the the same argument that Chelsea fans give you. Hey, hey, that that's not our, that wasn't our manager. That wasn't under our manager. 
That wasn't them. I can't keep track. You've had four managers in the last eight months. Spot on. <laughs> Stupid-ass club. Yeah. So what do you think about this game? You think this is going to be something for them? Listen, anytime it's it's the opening home game for a team, the crowd's going to be wild. It's it's usually going to be a, a, a good one for the home crowd in some way. However, I just don't trust West Ham at all. I think they're going to make it ugly for Chelsea, which could work in their favor. I still don't think these guys have finishers. Reese James, well, this guy looks like he's going to be one of those what-if players. What if he didn't get injured all the time? Injured again. We said he was one of the best players, so Gusto's going to have to come in. Don't know much about him. Really haven't seen him in the Premier League yet. So I think it's going to be another close game. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Chelsea have to pick up points. They do. After all this money spent, like I said, I, I need to see a title, title charge. You can't spend a billion dollars and talk about, yay, we made fifth place. The new Champions League place. That's a Europe. successful season. Yeah. Europe. It's not. It's not. That's an embarrassing season. So they can't they can't have another draw here. They can't. It, it'll be it'll be four points behind the big boys if you if you drop if you drop points. Mm-hmm. And they can't have that. It's gotta be a win. I think they'll pull it off. Won't be pretty. Two to one Chelsea. Oh, that's a re- you know the attack really wasn't all there for Chelsea last week. They had all moments, couldn't finish. Jackson Martinez suspect as fuck. West Ham, Lucas Paqueta, are you starting? Are you playing? Don't you dare get hurt. If he does, West Ham, you just fucked yourself with money. I don't know how they're gonna approach this. West Ham don't really have. I mean, who's good? Got West Ham scoring. I don't. Two nothing, Chelsea. I think they're just gonna find a way to get some goals. Two zip, Chelsea. You touching any goal scorers here? God no. God no. I don't trust him. I don't even know trust the fucking lineup for Chelsea. To be honest with you, not touching it. Not touching it. Yeah, yeah. It should be interesting though. Um, oh yeah, it, it's a it's a big game for Chelsea. They can't be losing games like this. They yep. can't. They can't. Like I said, it's got to be a title charge. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I I almost want to pick the draw. I almost want to pick the draw. Wow. That'd it's be just, a meltdown, but what are you I'll, I'll go to one, Chelsea. Huh? What are you struggling more with when you're trying to pick the draw? Are you struggling more with trying to find a way to cope with West Ham scoring two goals? Yes. Or coping with <laughs> you don't even need the simple answer. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I just don't know where the creativity is going to be there. I just don't. I don't see it. I, you don't have enough around uh, Pagette. And, and I mean, Suchek's is talented. Suchek, I actually like, to be honest. I actually very much like Suchek, but yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. Yeah. I tr- I don't trust it so much. I got him a goose egg. Yeah. Hang on one second.
fucking fire alarm went off. We were talking too much Chelsea. It was that was the that was the sign to move on. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, yeah, let's let's do it. The Monday the Monday game, Crystal Palace at home against Arsenal. Um, Crystal Palace is always a tough game for us. Always, always tough. Noah Lise, he did sign a new contract though, which is surprising. Um, I thought you were trolling when you sent me that news, but good for good for Crystal Palace. Rumors are he re-signed and Chelsea backed off because they threatened him, saying, "Hey, you you guys did a little legal transfer here," and uh, Chelsea backed off right away. So there must have been something to that. The cheaters are always gonna cheat, and uh, I'm not surprised. Good for Palace for keeping Elise. I believe he's injured though, so we won't see him in this game. Um, as a as a as somebody who's playing Palace, I'm watching out for Eze. I think you stop that guy, you stop the whole Crystal Palace attack, and you have success at Selhurst. Selhurst always a tough place to to go. Very very small stadium. The fans make it very very difficult there to play. So I'm expecting one of these games where it's a slow start. You're kind of like after 30 minutes going, oh, God, it's going to be one of those games. And then the goal comes, and then you pile on the goals. That's how I'm kind of expecting this to go. It'll be a slow starter because of the crowd. The crowd will keep Palace in this one for about 30 minutes. And then Arsenal will pull it out, and I'm expecting a 2-0 to zero win. See, defensively, I don't think Crystal Palace have it. They just keep it at 2 Gehi. Gehi's good. I like Gehi. He they don't have they don't have the mineral they don't have the minerals to keep you at two. They just don't. They do not. And you know what? Just like Julian brought it up in match day one, you know, when it was two to one, he turned over to, to Big Robbie and said, Goal difference. You know, it matters. <laughs> yeah. So fucking early in the year. Goal difference. It matters. I'm gonna go for nothing. For nothing. I'm gonna go for nothing over Crystal Palace. I think it's gonna be a hellacious slapping. I think both of us are at two goal scorers. You're up next. I picked Grealish last. Who you got? Um Who's gonna score? It's tough. It's there's some it's options. Tough. There's four goals, goals for me. Get spread out. In this game, they do. They um, do. I'm gonna do it though. Kai motherfucking Havertz. Wow, that's a good shout. Kai, Cobra Kai. Man, he was one of the four that I did have scoring. I have Kai. One of the four. He was one of the four. You narrowed your last pick pick down to four people. <laughs> he was one of the four that I had pick, and I can assure you, he was not number one. But I'm gonna go with my number one option because I think he's just in form and he's just waiting to just go ahead and get that goal in. He's been playing well. Every other player has gotten himself, you know, netted something. I haven't seen him net something recently, but he's been there. He's been there doing the work. Just, just he, he's there. He's sniffing it. He's sniffing it. He's sniffing it. I'm going with Martinelli. Yeah, I can see him scoring this. I didn't just want to pick the same people from last week, though, because I had Salah and Martinelli, so I wanted to switch it up a little bit. But, um, yeah, yeah, no, good pick. Um, 
hopefully it's a good game. Monday game. Um, staying consistent is what I told O'Leary. I hate the Monday game after a long weekend. He shot me down. He was very angry. I was talking about that during his uh, night before the Wolves game. Very anxious for a game against Wolves. And he was yeah. right. He had, he had every right to be because they stunk it up. Yeah. Weird, weird energy from a guy the night before. You'd think he'd since he's celebrating it like Christmas and more <laughs> like he was dreading it like it was a fucking uh, exam to get into grad school. Um, I don't care. I don't know what you got on the GRE, O'Leary, but what I can tell you now is it's not that fucking serious. It's wolves at home, tough guy. Wolves at home. And tough guy. since you, you squeaked by that one, I can't wait to see. And I'll even come in here and talk that shit. Should you get your ass slapped? by Tottenham and we still lose to Newcastle. I don't give a shit. I'm still going to go ahead and come in here and talk that cash because every, all I'm going to say is, and this is the beautiful thing. I got to take the damn clowner up again because I'm going to remind it. This is the thing about winning the motherfucking treble O'Leary. I dare you should we take a hellacious humbling on Saturday to come onto this fucking pod and say a single fucking word that we're done. Well. I fucking dare you to come onto this pod and try to give us anything else other than they got beat. We'll see how the season ends. We know they'll be competing. That is what anyone needs to be saying about this fucking triple team. Count up to number 21. I just think Newcastle were primed to get them a little something. I think I might have just fucking talked myself into a loss. But you know what? <laughs> Four to three Newcastle. I'm sticking with it. Fuck it. Who's our goal scorers for the week? Just repeat them and then yeah. we'll end this bitch. I'm going Matoma, Grealish, Martinelli, MGM. You are going Salah, Madison, and Kai, SMK. All right. I like it. I like the initials. Sounds magical. Yeah. Um, let's go. Let's play a little game of Around the World where we're going to look at some other fixtures. Enter Miami. Messi's Enter Miami. Six wins in a row for Lionel Messi. Inter Miami playing in the U.S. No, the League Cup final Saturday at 9 p.m. Bringing silverware to the, the, the city of Miami after six games. Is it happening this weekend, Saturday at 9? Inter Miami at Nashville for the League's Cup final. The new League's Cup just implemented this year. What do you say? Nashville's pretty trash. Yeah, Trashville. Um, that's brian matthew everyone yeah they're 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 not very good uh messy cooks messy scores scored in every game so that's a safe bet you're not really going out on a limb there sir yeah okay i'll give you another i'll give you another one i think he gets a hattie (laughs) about Uh, that if if he gets a hattie in a league cup final Yeah, Yeah, I think they win this. You you are correct. Nashville is pretty bad. I think even when Miami was shit, I think they still beat them. Um, But it's crazy. It's crazy. And it's not surprising. This is is Lionel Messi who just won a World Cup. This isn't like 40-year-old Messi. He just won a World Cup. He's still 35, 36. He's got some years in him. And he's going to, we talked about it last week, the 16th-ranked soccer league. So he's literally miles better than most of these guys. Absolutely. And he's taken them from a laughing stock of the MLS to now they're probably one of the best teams already. So I think they bring home the silverware. I'll be watching that at 9 p.m. Nice little palate cleanser for the beautiful Saturday ahead. And, um, yeah, that'll be fun. 
Let's go around the league a little bit more or around the world a little bit more. Siri eh, kicks off. Oh, is it this weekend? Yes, it does. It kicks off this weekend. Defending champs, Napoli. Are they going to win the league? Are they going to win the Siri eh, once again? That's how I feel about this fucking league and whoever takes down the fucking Scudetto. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm feeling the same. I think they do the double. I think Inter Milan's got a little weaker. They've had some outgoings. Nothing really incoming that's good. Uh, they got Skamaka, I believe. That was probably the good one. I think mm-hmm. AC Milan lost to Nali, but brought in some decent players. I think if anybody takes it from them, it's AC Milan. Juventus, they're trash. Trash, trash team. Roma did some reloading as well. I know they got in Renato Sanchez and a few other players, so... That'll probably be uh, in the Serie A. But, yeah, I'm going Napoli's going to win it. They kick it off this weekend against Frosinone Calcio. No idea who that is, but I'm expecting a big, big, big day for uh, Veradana yeah. and um, Oshiman. I predict that Frosinone is going to get a fresh-ass whooping in that yes. first fucking game. I agree. I Napoli doing it. I will say I want to give a shout-out to this club because I think nothing says quality football back like a good potential Roma fucking competition, competitive team. Yes. Nothing says better to me like Roma being competitive, having some players. Jose, baby. I, I do it. Do it. I think they can do something. You know, Paulo Diallo stayed there. <laughs> That's right, Josie. I mean, I, I rate him, obviously, with all the rivalries with Pep throughout the years. I think Roma might do something. It's the consistency of some of those players. They just lost Zanola uh, uh, to, to to Villa, so that's another thing. But, you know, nevertheless, I think they've put something together. They're going to compete. Juve and all the rest of them are definitely in trash. But I got Napoli and Roma coming down for it for the Scudetto. Yeah, yeah. They also brought in Andika, Husamawar, uh, Parades um, from PSG. Oh, yeah, but, uh, Renato Sanchez. So they brought in some hitters. They brought in some hitters. Yeah. That midfield's looking decent. Um, so could be could be a good one for Roma. I'll be checking into the Serie eh, sometimes. Let's go over to the Bundesliga, where Harry Kane will be making his debut. That's right, with Bayern Munich after a disappointment last week. This isn't a home debut for Bayern, but it is his Bundesliga debut over under. Now they're playing SV Verder. Over yeah. under one and a half goals for Harry Kane. Go. Oh, off the top of my head, I'm going to obviously, obviously go over. SV Verder. Yeah. It, I think it's, it's a minimum hard. five goal game. Yeah. Let's see how they finished last year. This team. They're probably a promoted team, to be honest. Um. They are. No, yeah. no, they finished. No, they finished thirteenth last year. Okay. They finished thirteenth, uh, thirty-six points. Um, they finished technically ten wins, six draws, eighteen losses, a negative goal differential, eighteen losses, negative goal differential of thirteen. Okay, so yeah, they'll be under the gun this weekend. Um, yeah, it's, I think that's an easy over. It's going to be a lovely, lovely Bayern Munich Bundesliga debut for Harry Kane. And we'll wrap up this around the world segment with Barcelona. Barcelona. 
very, very terrible, shameful victory last week. We watched the game a little bit, trying to figure out our YouTube channel, which will be up shortly. Yes. It looked terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, they get the draw last week, but Xavi, 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 Xavi. Over, Shame. under. Xavi as Barcelona manager. And I'm going to put the date December 1st. Oh, Will yeah. he be over? Will he last as Barcelona manager? Over. And uh, in fact, we can hold the prop bet not only for over, but over until the following year as well. Xavi is not riding going with him. They're riding with that. I don't like the way they play. I, not only that, I'll, I'll give you this. And Here's I'm giving you that date because Champions League, yeah. another flop from Barcelona. Yeah, if they be. go back to the Europa League, which is possible, it is. It is. They're in. They're in. They're in. They're in a pot. Pot one because they won La Liga last year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very possible. They could get Newcastle in their group. They can get a Newcastle. Um, a Newcastle. Who else would be in there? Let's look at these. You sent me the pots the other day. Yeah, this is a I perfect said, time to look at it. Yeah. I'm not just going to speculate here. Let me get the factual information. And how does it work with with pot one can beat a pot two? Yeah, so they can't get Real Madrid, but they can do a they can do a, a they can get like a Arsenal, AC Milan. I wouldn't want that, but they could do that. You know, they're in pot one. You got you can get this is a this is a realistic pot for them. Bayern, Barcelona can get Inter Milan, Newcastle, and I don't know. Let's throw in. Um, oh, uh, Salzburg, tough pot, tough pot. They could yeah. do that. That could happen, and they could be right out of there. Newcastle and Inter Milan could easily advance. We know Inter Milan's been very good in Europe. I believe they knocked them out last year as well. So yeah, I mean. If if he doesn't if he doesn't do well in Champions League again this year, I think I think he's on the hot seat. I wish, I partly wish it was correct, solely because the fact I, that I, he's a club legend is is giving him a little more rope. And and that, but but here here's the thing about this, and we know we know you, maybe you know certain clubs in the Premier League can speak to having you know aging players who did great for them and then took on managerial roles and. Bailed all them too late looking at a Chelsea. But, you know, hey, I don't know. Maybe some Premier Leagues can speak to this. I don't see them bailing from on Javi because I truly believe, man, they think that his tactics are there. He's just going to need the right players. I think they – I just don't see it. I just don't see it. But you are spot on with them needing to produce in Champions League this year because – La Liga is going to have a hard time defending this club for all of the benefits that they get with these add-ons and how they can get certain players, you know, taken down from youth club to count on a roster space. There are some things that happen there that O'Leary is a big fan of and okay with. But if other clubs were to do it, it'd be pretty laughable and we'd be wondering what the fuck's up. And I think time has come for them to kind of perform with some of the key players that they're holding on to, right? I'm looking at the Jong. I'm looking at Rafinha. I'm looking at the fact that you went out and got a Lewandowski and you you, you really focused on and, and a Gundogan on a free. They got to perform. La Liga is not enough for them. 
Let's say that. Let's be real. Uh, winning a La Liga title, they just did that. And here we are. Europa last year. You didn't, you weren't able to kind of do two and one. So that's that next level. Hot seat, though? I'd be interested to see. I'd Hot be interested. That'd be, I would love it. I would personally love it. Here's another group they can draw. Barcelona, Borussia Dortmund, Newcastle, and AC Milan. That'd be a tough one. They, they could really get fucked over in, in these groups here. Uh, you know, other teams can as well, but I just think at some point, he, he can't just he can't just be the relegated team to Europa every get year in and year out. That would be three years in a row. That can't be accepted. And the thing is, Barcelona is not in the financial situation to go. Hey, we're just going to go and get you all, all your players next year. Right, right. They can't. And I don't think they're doing a good job of of kind of building it up. It's kind of a scattergun approach. So they might be doing the board might be doing him a disservice as well. But I just I watch the ball they play and it's just it's not that good. It really isn't. They were terrible last week. They've been bad. He, you know what he's doing? And, and just kind of reinforce that real quick. I've been really bothered to see what he's been doing with Araujo. You know, the, that, that, that yeah. Uruguayan, Uruguayan is really, really good. The center back, Ronald Araujo, he is really, really fucking good. And I just think he's he's botching it a little bit. You know, Barcelona having some moments where the talent, I'm kind of scratching my head, man. The talent is there. To a certain degree, the talent is there. Like, you can't tell me you have a worry in midfield with De Jong and Gundogan and the notion that you Gavi can bring in and Pedri. And Gavi. You can't tell me you have a concern at winger when you just got yourself a situation where Rafinha is not worried about playing time. Where I think that is the concern, though. Rafinha has been terrible. That that needs to be talked about more. That has been an that. absolute flop. He's He's been bad. And I think Pedro. Barca fans are done with him from what I'm and, seeing. And the last thing on him real quick, he turned down Premier League return yep. to stay at Barcelona. So yeah, he don't want to leave, so it's not going to be easy to dump him off. Well, you know, why don't you quickly shout out a quick little young man you've been keeping an eye on that seems to be something that, I mean, he's getting some burn right now, and I'm kind of yeah. wondering. I got to look up his name, doing? but yeah, he's, he's, he's a baller, and he got some time last week in, in – the first week of La Liga. So that was impressive. I mean, just to kind of give everyone a perspective as Brian has looked this up, this particular 16-year-old, his just diversity to be able to cover that wing position where he started and then cover the midfield. And then defensively, I saw moments where they were a corner and he was playing that next right pass and getting in between the lines and cutting that pass off, getting it up to a run. And and I just saw some really, real, real brilliant moments out of this kid. Uh, so go on, talk to him. Lamine Yamal, definitely yeah. one to keep an eye on. Barcelona, if there's one good thing, that one thing they're good at, is finding these teenage wonder kids and putting them on their team, implementing them. They've done it recently with Ansu Fati, Pedri, Gavi, and Lumin Yamel looks like the next one. They're, they're playing him in, in serious minutes. I saw him in preseason against Tottenham. He ripped them up. And last week he plays about 20 minutes in the first La Liga campaign. So um, definitely want to watch out. He looks legit, scary, scary good. 15 years old, 15 years old, made his debut. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But I think I think Rafinha is part of the problem. I think that attack is pretty shit at times. And they were expecting a lot more. They play, they paid good money for him. It was around $65, 70000000 mm-hmm. And he's done mm-hmm. absolutely nothing. 
He's done absolutely nothing for Barcelona. He leaves very, very wasteful, clumsy in possession, and I think they were expecting more from him, and this was a player Arsenal was linked with. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you've said it before, Mikel's the winger whisperer, so maybe he would have been better off coming to Arsenal because, yeah, he's he's. I think he's part of the problem. And Lewandowski, he's starting to show his age a little bit, right? Are you Mm -hmm. seeing that as well? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's there. That that goal sniffing ability is there. The problem is those legs aren't mm-hmm. letting him get to the position. Or his his he's really slow to it. He's not he's not getting to that second third ball that he used to under Byron. That that he was there early on. Just even last year, it really seems to take kind of a a narrow turn with that pace, with that mobility for him. That lateral movement in the box really has been kind of bad for me to lately yeah. to see. I pose a question to you with a manager that has a whispering winger ability. You know, we've been rumored with this particular player out of Barcelona. Has played the left, has played the right. Would you be okay with an Ansu Fati backing up Saka? You speak to getting this guy depth. Is Ansu at 21 years old the answer for you? Um. There's two problems. I, I would love to have him. There's two problems. Barcelona is going to ask for an arm and a leg for him. Fuck and I just don't think we're going to pay like crazy, crazy money with the amount of money we spent. I think they're going to ask for a lot for him. The second problem is the guy has a pretty extensive injury history for a youngster. Mm-hmm. And as you state, injuries, you don't, you, don't, you don't have less injuries as you get older. He's still young, but I would say he's missed a lot of games. I forget what it was. I was looking it up the other day. But yeah. Since he came in the in, in into uh, first team football a couple years ago, he's been injured a lot, and I'm just very very skeptical of putting up big money for somebody with an injury history when we're already dealing with Jesus out, we're dealing with Timber out for seven months, um, which got confirmed this week that I forgot to mention, which sucks. Get 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 well, Timber. Look like a promising promising player. Yeah, um, for sure. Get well. Hopefully, we'll have you back in seven months to lift a trophy or something. That'd be nice. Um, but yeah, I, I would like him, but I just don't think it's a it's a realistic deal for Arsenal. Yeah, I don't disagree with the whole injury thing. I, that's the thing that alarms me as well. The other thing that bothers me, this is a situation where, I'll say it, I, I rated that Gabriel Viego real early on into the window. I thought that was going to be a guy where people really jumped on, and no one ended up coming for him. I see guys like Ryan Gravenberch, years yeah. now, linked. Everyone's linked. Linked FC with Ryan Gravenberch. LinkedIn. No one, no one goes and snags him. Yeah. I'm asking the same question of Ran Sufati. There's been opportunities now where Barcelona have had to sell. You're not wrong. They're going to ask for an arm and a leg. But let me just stand on 10 toes right now and tell you, my good sir, when Barcelona gets gets the, the name and the reputation and the recognition for doing due diligence and paying their bills on time, that's when I'll go ahead and start to worry about what fucking asking amount they have. Because <laughs> with Arsenal being the club that they are and the spending that they've done, I'd imagine that you walk away with them when they tell you 85, he's young, he's great, and you tell them 45 cash today, they're willing to go ahead and make moves. That's the thing about a fraud Salona right now and the soulless club that's coming out. I hear a lot about tin pot this and tin pot that about City. No soul bought their way and shit like that. What are Barcelona currently doing right now? They are selling their soul and selling their profits of tomorrow for today's 
riches because of their own misfortune while turning their back on some of the greatest players that have ever played, not only for their club, but for the entire world. And you want to talk about Tin Pot Club? We don't look at them any differently. It is shameful the shit that they've been able to pull off and get away with only because La Liga benefits. And speaking of La Liga and Javier Tevez, Mr. Opens his fucking mouth after Sevilla lose in the Super Cup and saying that what a great what a fucking douchebag, dude. For him to come out and have the audacity to note that Sevilla built on good recruitment and, and ability and all this and that, and then essentially saying, oh, uh, uh, and to compete and take it to to that end of the type of game against City but with with that type of club of waste and 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 uh, just endless care. Fuck off, dude. Absolutely. Bitter, bitter asshole. Bitter man, bitter, bitter man. Talks of just complete craziness. I hope that that league burns down. I hope Barcelona continues to fail. It's just shameful shit. Shameful, 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 shameful. But that's our that's our that's our segment going around the world to the other leagues. Now let's end it with our FPL team. We have to make some adjustments. Tyrone Mings out for the season. I have to find out how you drop on this because I can't fucking figure it out. But I benched him. I put in Levi Cowell and Ollie Watkins. Ollie, not who you named your son after, but Mr. Ollie Watkins himself is on the bench, and we have to get Alexander Isak in there, baby. 100%. And for me, he's a steady starter until Ollie starts banging in goals again. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually with that. Oh, 2,000%. You got to back that. Not only do you have to back that, but you have to wonder what the fuck is wrong with either of us for not picking Isaac to score this weekend. City's yeah. defense looking oh, fuck shaky. yeah, with none of us. He would have been perfect to pick. I mean, going, I'm not doing it because fuck them. They're playing us. But, I mean, he's he's bound to score. I mean, he's going to keep it going. Fuck it, I'll say it. He looks prime for a golden boot race. He's Good. He looks prime to be able to get those finishing and execution moments. So, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll see, but fuck, yeah, that's Isak's got to he's got to start for us. He's gonna play well. Yeah, yeah. So that's how we're gonna do it, and um, yeah, should be a good weekend. Should be a very fun one. Action from all around the leagues, but the best action, of course, in the Premier League this weekend. Oh, yeah. Week number two in the books, episode seventy in the books. Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? No, let's 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 have a good weekend. I'm ready to I'm ready to sit down and watch ball nonstop. Hundred percent. Let's do that. Let's sit down and watch ball till we fall. Episode right. seventy in the books. We out. Peace. Peace.